0: Do you think cavemen were belly sleepers?
1: Oh, that's interesting. Were, we're cavemen doing tummy hmm. time
0: is what you're asking? Yeah, well, because they couldn't be side sleepers, right? There's no way that was possible because rocks are not good for side Right, sleeping. they
1: didn't have the long body pillow they could use to tuck between their elbows and their knees like, like I do.
0: Right, so you would assume that they would go all back and because, you know, like stiff, I don't know, that's good for your back if you sleep on like a hard surface, but there mm-hmm, had sure. to have been people that were like, no, I'm going to do belly time, time. And if so, how did they deal with like neck cricks and stuff like that back then?
1: Well, they're probably, if Flintstones is any indication, they had a soft dinosaur that yeah. they sl- that they pillow. did sleep on yeah. as a pillow, Man. like a big, uh, like a, I'm thinking like a mammoth or like some sort of big, uh, tusked pig situation. Mm. Um That sounds
2: dangerous. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to poo-poo on on your idea griffin because uh, everybody knows cartoons can be a valuable source of information but as somebody who uh, went to the natural history museum quite a bit uh, i know the truth is that see it's hard to tell because you only see the skeletons of yeah yeah, back in the day humans had what we called side meat which was a a one foot extension on either your right or left side of side meat yeah. yeah. I mean, and that was that was for the sleeping. And then you would kind of comb it back to your back. So you had like back meat during the day, side meat during the night.
3: The elders, the meat would harden into a chitin that made them valuable hunters. Yeah. Yeah. It was sort of a rib chode <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> you know, this this isn't funny and but it has been informative and I feel like we have been not doing that enough. So, I think that that is where the show will begin with this important trivia and not a joke. Side me Ribcho. My name is Justin McCroy, and I know the best
2: games <laughs> of the week. My name is Griffin and man. I don't even fucking know, man. <laughs> My name is Chris Plant, and I know the best sport of the week.
0: My name is Ross Freshick, and I know the best game of the week, and it's football. Uh, welcome <laughs> to the
3: besties where we are
0: <laughs> ready for got
3: some football. Uh welcome to the Besties. My name is Justin Barras. As I said, I'm wearing my worst pair of gunners, which I am saying up front, my my most heinous, your most heinous gamer.
1: Bono as helicopter pilot gunners.
3: <laughs> and I'm ready. Why do I need this level of protection against the blue rays of my monitor? Well, cuz we're going to be talking about some video games this week. We let you the people decide a mistake. <laughs> let's, say, <laughs> let's say always a mistake when we give it to you, but we ha- let you choose between three different games, and we're talking about three different games this week. We got Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, Wasteland 3, and Madden. Plant-
0: <laughs> what are these games?
2: You want to know the best part? I thought like everybody's like, hey, we want you talking about some games that are good, that you're positive about, and I was like, I got it. I'm gonna pick three games. Can't go wrong there. We're gonna find we're gonna find something pretty great, right? Little did I know one of the games would be effectively a broken mess. Uh, the other one would be uh uh I don't know like a recreation of last year's game. But the third one would be the porridge, would be just right, except for filled with bugs. You'll
1: never guess
2: which one is <laughs> which one. But uh, uh, there's some yeah. bugs in the porridge. That is true, plant. There's some <laughs> bugs in the porridge. But hey, gonna- it's, good, it's good protein. So, uh, to, to give everybody uh, an update on the vote, we went to uh, twitter.com uh, forward slash the besties pod or just besties pod. I don't know. It's been a long time. The besties time. pod. Um, And uh, we offered y'all a choice of Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Remastered. Remastered. Madden, the new Madden, uh, and Wasteland 3. And Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles got half the vote, and uh, Madden and Wasteland got a quarter each. So that means final fantasy will get half of our time that we are talking about games this week and madden and uh we'll get to in the back half uh i love it. it evenly this is on demand podcasting this is the future. i love it
3: you decide what you want to hear about and we're there to service you and we're going to do that right after this quick break
2: y'all you already know how much i love our sponsor of the week rocketmoney.com slash besties.
1: I feel like I brought Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered to our doorstep. Like, I dragged it into the house, so maybe I should Mm -hmm. be the one to talk about it. And I know people have been critical of us of being too harsh on games in the past, but buckle up, because I feel like when a company makes uh, as big a boner as Square has (laughs) done with uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered, like, it, it has to be addressed uh so yes i will i will i will start with final fantasy crystal chronicles if that is okay with you three boys
2: yeah uh, some i mean just really important contacts for everybody uh this game got a three on ign uh ign not known for giving out it's actually not legal for them to do that they had to
3: get special dispensation from the department of justice for the doj had to say yes you can in this one instance
1: okay here's I, I you have to understand what Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles was first because st- st- straight up remastered is not that different uh it is a it not in the same it is not remake in the same way that Final Fantasy VII remake is a remake it is a it is sort of a graphical polish with some ill-conceived system changes on top of it so Crystal Chronicles was a GameCube game and it was unique in that it was a co-op action RPG which was a new thing for Final Fantasy and honestly like not a thing that a lot of developers were doing back then uh, it is a loot based Based multiplayer experience uh, with like, you know, ongoing progression, like characters that you save like in a Final Fantasy game, but, you know, multiplayer. And the big thing about it is that it was a, a entirely from the ground up designed around local co-op using your Game Boy Advance as a controller. This was, at the time, I will admit, uh, difficult to arrange, but we were a household with multiple Game Boy Advances and link cables, and so m- on more than one occasion, we would play Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles in this way. And what I've only realized after playing Remastered, which has no local co-op, is that Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles is essentially an RPG party game. Uh, everything about the game, all of its designs, are based around um, what I would call a competitive co-op. Which is, I think, a thing... It's something that I actually reference. Crystal Chronicles is a game I reference a lot when talking about, uh, like, fun co-op game design. Uh, quick anecdote. Me and and Justin and the rest of the fam worked on a Adventure Zone uh, tabletop game, like a card game that is co-op, and I was really interested in, like, the idea of how to also instill the spirit of competition in a game where you are all sort of trying to achieve the same goal. And Crystal Chronicles is the thing I come back to. Here is why. In Crystal Chronicles, everybody has a secret mission. And on the GameCube version, you had your secret mission on your Game Boy Advance screen. Nobody else could see it. And your mission would be something like pick up the most, most gold, take the most magical damage, hmm. uh, kill enemies with focus attacks, etc., etc., etc. cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Because the gameplay is not that complex. You have like a basic attack, you can charge it up, and then you can cast spells, and you can like blend your spells with other players. It's like very, very simple. But the element of complexity on top of that is you're secretly trying to accomplish these goals because whoever does their goal the best gets first pick of the loot. Everybody Mm. shares this, like, loot pool, and the loot uh, that you pick at the end of the level is, like, permanent progression stuff. So, like, here's an artifact that gives you an extra heart container. Here's an artifact that boosts your strength by three. Here's an artifact that increases your item capacity by one. Like, they are, it is the only way, it is the only progression system that is not item or armor-based. Like, you don't level up, that's it. And in order to get the stuff you want, you have to do your secret mission the best that's fun like that was very very fun back in the day playing the dungeons were whatever the aesthetic of the game kicks ass the music of the game is amazing uh but the gameplay is very simple like that was the thing that was fun was this party game idea of so- kind of competing while playing along with your 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 team because you had to watch like i would watch what justin's doing and be like he's picking up a lot of gold yeah but i know what his fucking mission's in and you would try and get in the way of that so that you could get a higher score than
0: them and, and do you think that is why it does not support local multiplayers because they wouldn't they didn't know how to figure out a way to like present that information to other players? Uh,
1: maybe. I mean, the th- it, you do not play Game Boy Advance or you do not play uh Crystal Chronicles remastered with a Game Boy Advance, right? It has online multiplayer, uh, which to the game's credit is cross play between uh, iOS, PS4 and switch, which That's is great. Cool. What is not great is that like on switch to play online with a friend, you need your switch First of all, you have to have them registered as a Switch friend, which Nintendo has not made the easiest process. And then you have to use a special code that the game generates to get your hmm. friend. Not great. Not great. You can hop into a stranger's game very easily, and that's fine. Uh, But, yeah, there's no local co-op. There's only online co-op. The bigger problem is, like, the genre of, like, progressive loot action RPGs has advanced... Tremendously mm-hmm. uh, since Crystal Chronicles came out. And like, none of that is reflected in, in Remastered. But then there are certain changes that just kind of fuck the whole thing up. Like, because you're playing online now, everybody has instanced loot. So when you see if you bust up an enemy and they drop gold, that's your gold. Everybody gets a drop from that thing, which is not how it worked in the original game. Mm. So now if you get the objective that's like kill enemies by using uh, blended magic attacks, it's like, oh, okay, well, I'll do my best. but That's going to, you know, uh, depend on my teammates sort of helping me out with that. But if you also get the one that's like, pick up the most items, you win. Yeah. Because the items are instanced. Now there's it's no longer a race. There's nothing I can do to stop somebody else from doing that. Like, that is a fundamentally broken, like, that just doesn't fucking work anymore. You have, de- you have essentially destroyed this, like, kind of cool system that you had in the original <laughs> game.
0: It seems to me like they might have just, like, been like, well, what's going to be the easiest way to implement this online system? <coughs> and if we just instance all the loot where we don't have to share that information across the internet
1: absolutely that and then somebody in the room probably went like well that doesn't that fuck up the whole like sort of pseudo competitive element and they were like get the fuck you're fired get the fuck <laughs> out of here." like and that it, and you got to understand like that system covers up a lot of sins yeah. in final fantasy crystal <laughs> chronicles design because there are a lot of sins it is super repetitive it was super repetitive back in the gamecube days like it it, it, it just is it has these bizarre you have to carry the cup around right and that's a, a hurdle that very few people I think are willing to get around. You, the, the world is covered in this poisonous gas and the way you stave it off is while you're exploring, somebody has to carry around this chalice that provides you with a, a safety field. When you're playing single player, you have a little mog that flies around with it. But sometimes you'd be like, I'm tired, you fucking carry it. And I'd be like, you're a computer. You carry it. You're a computerized mascot character. Um, but so like, that's, that's you know, whatever. That is what it is. it is. That's what the game is. But like, The thing that made the game unique, the thing that made it stand out, not only among like action RPG multiplayer games of its era, but like I I can't think of another game that has done that co-op competitive thing like this, which is why Crystal Chronicles is always the thing I come back to. And they've, They fucked it up. Like it just just doesn't work anymore. It is not like fair. It doesn't feel good. Um, And there's certain things like lag makes the spell fusion kind of impossible. Like if I cast fire, you can put your targeting reticle on my fire spell and cast fire at the same time. And it'll turn into fireaga and like blow up the whole screen, which is fucking hard to do when there's even the slightest bit of lag happening. Uh, There's no, the only communication is through like 16 preset phrases. So you can say like, I'm going to cast fire. That doesn't mean anybody else is going to listen to you. Um,
0: it doesn't sound good, Griffin.
1: It's not great. It's 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 it is honestly heartbreaking. I I harbor a very deep fondness for Crystal Chronicles because I had a lot of fun playing it on in the GameCube days. But now looking back on it, I realize it is not because of the game itself. It is because of what it got out of me and, and my family mm. uh, from its sort of party game like I, ideal and that was such a unique such a special thing and without that like it has v- like virtually nothing for you yeah
2: i i do imagine um the final fantasy 7 remake team and the crystal chronicles team going to square Enix, uh boss person and the crystal chronicle team being like okay we need like just a little bit of money to make this good and worthwhile at all and the Final Fantasy VII Remake, people are like, I mean, we pretty much have everything we need. We were thinking about adding a big chocobo, just an extra big <laughs> Um, It's going to cost like a trillion dollars to make it because <laughs> you got to see this chocobo. It's, it's pretty funny. Man. <laughs> and, and the boss is like, uh, yeah, I think like I, we all know where this is. This is an easy choice. Final Fantasy VII
0: Remake, take all the money. You can use it for all you need. I was going to say, that's the crazy thing about... Final Fantasy remake versus this and uh, this is the par for the course for for square remakes is them kind of half assing them and not making them super great. Final Fantasy 7 remake was like them doing it totally legit in like a way that is totally an aberration from all their other remakes, which is kind of remarkable. Um You know they've done okay ports, but they usually kind of don't put a lot of effort into them to be. And and it
2: sounds like they needed to do something like that, something uh, not maybe as visually ambitious, but creatively ambitious, just to make this work and fun. Like, I mean, listening to you, Griffin, it sounds like for this game to work as a remake, like they need to make some pretty serious changes. Yeah, but I mean,
1: at the same time, the changes they did make have kind of broken the game. Uh, What I haven't talked about is like. This game works best as a co-op game. We w- would sit down and plonk down in front of it with our mini Game Boy Advances uh, and, and play through it as a as a team, right? Because the whole lore of the game is you are part of this caravan exploring the world, collecting this precious myrrh to protect your, your village from the, the, the poison. Uh, so you're like part of this caravan, right? You're part of this team. Well, in Remastered, you're playing online uh, and God, where to start? Okay, um, only the lobby creator makes progress in the campaign so if the four of us wanted to hop in play the first level and like collect the myrrh that we would need which is what advances the campaign forward throughout the years only the person who created the lobby actually makes progress in the campaign so there's no way for all four of us to play the campaign at the same time also every time you finish a level your two options are replay that same level or disband the party So, the four of us, if we wanted to play through the campaign, we would have to take turns starting the lobby on each level, disbanding Uh. between each one, and then moving Uh. on to the next one. There's no shared world. And, like, in in the original, the whole world was shared. We could go into town together. We could go to the blacksmith and, like, upgrade our gear. We could check in with our families in the town together. We could explore. Uh, There are, like, cut scenes as you're exploring the world, which are unskippable and pretty vapid and annoying in this one. You can't even do those together. Like... so that's broke like you've that's another co-op sort of like pillar of this game that has been completely destroyed
0: while you were describing this I realized the way to solve the local co-op problem that we were talking about where no one has GBAs ready okay if every individual person has a code like A5 assigned to their specific character at the beginning of each level a giant grid shows up With a bunch of different objectives, but you only know your secret code, and everyone just right. That's a
1: great. Yeah, that's a that's one potential fix for it. But like, it's so many things, and 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 I have to disagree. It's not an issue of. I don't think it's an issue of budget or uh, both. You know, financial and time budgeting. Uh, I don't know how many like how large the team was that worked on this, but like stuff like you can't. Only the lobby leader makes progress. Like. That is one decision that fucks the whole thing up, and there are a, a handful of those. There's new things that, like, I haven't gotten to. I haven't finished it. you When you finish the game, you can start playing these, like, rotating New Game Plus expert dungeons, but, like, I don't know, w- w- like, <laughs> what sort of inner reserves I would have to tap into in order to, like, make it that far, because I, again, am the audience for this game, Loved the original, and uh, after, like a dozen dungeons or, or, or playthroughs of dungeons or so. Like I, my soul was pretty thoroughly uh, crushed. So yeah, it is it's it is super disappointing. Again, like I don't relish in taking dumps on games, especially ones that I'm like really looking forward to. But this, this remaster like has a very faulty perspective on what made the original Crystal Chronicles like really good and makes a handful of like really
3: terrible decisions that kind of drops the ball. It's also worth noting that the only reason that that dookie was so long and did take up so much of the show was because of democracy. Indeed. Which I think is a lesson we can all sort of take something away from. <laughs> we wow. didn't. You wanted it. There's your dookie.
2: Y'all dookie. after the break, we have two good games to talk mm. about. Good. Good.
0: Excellent. Uh, Not about morally good, but good. <laughs> good. Good.
1: What's Trip Hawkins got for us, baby? What's Trip up to? <laughs> What's Trip doing,
2: <laughs> y'all? Give me that Madden trip, football. trip, baby. Now, now I said, I want you play it. I want you all to play Madden football. How many people play Madden football? Uh, uh, ra- raise your hands. Okay, so uh, what I see is Justin raising his hand so high that it has become ironic almost. <laughs> clarify
3: your baby. If it don't begin with a nine, I'm going to put my hand down. <laughs> 96, 97, oh, boy, yeah, 98. This year, this year, oh, this year. I had there to put my is.
2: hand down and cash yeah. out. It's off. It's off. Is this the
3: longest running franchise in history?
2: Yeah. In video games, it would It would have to be, right? Have to be, right? Yeah. I would, I, I'd have to imagine. I mean, unless you no. talk about something like Pac-Man. Fight Simulator no i mean consistently like year to year oh like definitely
3: the most games in the series right no question i mean like you could lump it in with something like mario or something like
2: that if you want to get cheeky about it but i feel like we've come a long way i mean a long way from the days when the ambulance would drive onto the field uh running over players in the process (laughs) (laughs) what a different game um here i'll keep it simple i'm not going to talk about all the like the nitty-gritty sim stuff. There's stuff like Madden Ultimate Team, which is where the microtransactions are, franchise mode. There's, like, a story mode oh, that oh, used to I be, forgot. like, long shot. It's bad. I forgot what?
1: Sorry, I forgot. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I know I used my oh time. My Crystal Chronicles also oh has my God. microtransactions. <laughs> <laughs> you can, like, <laughs> oh you my can, like spend real money on, like, a pouch that gives you more gill or, like, oh. f- faster recovery or, like, costumes or... Sorry, I just okay. had to put that in. I saw that at the title <laughs> screen. I was like, are you fucking kidding? Sorry, and now I'm done.
2: Here's the thing. All, all that stuff in Madden, uh, if you are not a t- person who plays Madden already, I, I, I don't think any of that stuff's going to convince you to play. And if you are a person who plays Madden, none of it's especially better this year. In fact, some of it's worse. But there's a new mode that I want to talk to you about. It's called The Yard. <laughs> and it is <laughs> bonkers. It does not make sense. It is a new, entirely new game of football that they designed. It is 6v6, six six in which you are the same players and you switch sides. So if you're on offense as the quarterback, you're the safety on defense. Sure. And the rules are just flagrantly NFL blitz if you can't break people's bones. So you can snap it to like players that aren't the quarterback, Um Players can't rush you uh, until like a timer goes
0: off. I mean, you you're saying this like this is imaginary, but like this is how people, the idea is this is how people play flag football in like their yard. That's, for fun. For right. fun, yeah. yeah. That, yes,
2: like, Um. It, but also there are all these house rules that you can uh, turn on or off. So like you can pass it to anybody if, so long as they're behind the line of scrimmage. Sure. So you can pass it around like four times and then just air out a deep ball from a running back. To your quarterback in the end zone yeah all of this i i know i know if you don't like football you're just rolling your eyes the thing about it is it's just fun they finally did it they made fun football game that you don't need to know all the complicated rules about i understand that it's very hard to just pick up madden and play um because oh boy howdy um uh is the game more complex than ever but if you've ever thought like, man, I'm right I miss football games from when I was a kid. I miss it just being enjoyable and fun and grindy. It exists. It's called the yard. I hope they actually invest in it and make it even better next year. My only fear is a thing that Madden games tend to do is they like come up with something like this and they're like, long shot. It's a great story mode. We hired talented people yeah. to do it. And then the next year they're like no talent like <laughs> we we abandoned that idea we know that you all liked it but we didn't have the energy for it and we can only do one interesting thing a year at a time
0: well i i actually heard that the game is currently being review bombed because yes there's like the hardcore audience that is pissed about them adding stuff like the yard and not making the actual football game better which i yep. fucking don't care about like you could honestly have people rolling on the ground i wouldn't know the difference but i'm more inter- like potentially more interested in a separate mode that doesn't have me playing boring football. Yeah, the, the problem they should have two different products. Like street, for example. Like they yeah. they, they did this already. Like
2: Ma- yeah, made by another team um in that you can download without having to get this. And i mean we had we had a handful of questions from from <laughs> listeners about like how do you make Madden good? Mm. And the problem is you, you can't do the thing which you need to do, which is Stop making it an annual release. Make it a living game. You can still charge a mountain for it. Madden Ultimate Team makes gajillions of dollars. But from what I understand, from what I understand is these contracts with the NFL expect a certain number of games. Yeah. And same with like all these sports games. They, they, they also want you making these games because they get some cut. So uh, until those contracts get brought back to earth, which I don't think is going to happen anytime soon we're just kind of stuck with this
0: Can, you, so you know enough about this game does the madden ultimate team stuff carry over from a previous entry like if you spend real i i don't i, don't, I stay the hell no
2: i Madden ultimate team <laughs> i I'll, I'll be i'll be super real with you like i i anything like that even though i've heard the microtransaction stuff isn't super bad the second i i see that sort of like rip open card packs i'm yeah. like
0: not for me. It just seems crazy to me that someone would spend whatever X amount of dollars to get Joe Montana in their fucking ultimate team and then a year goes by and then Joe Montana dies horribly. Bye! Yeah. <laughs> Kansas
2: see Chiefs Joe Montana too, not even 49ers Joe Montana. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna drag the podcast into it. I just am saying there's a reason this game uh, sells so much each year even when the fans are absolutely furious with it. And it's because... The very core of it is still a great simulation of football. Uh, in terms of stuff that I hope that they do for next year, next generation, it would be great if it finally actually looked better. I, I, I don't know what the Xbox Series X PS5 version is going to look like, but holy cow, has the game looked the same for a long time? Um, and, and yeah, I think like actually figuring out how to make franchise mode compelling um, and rivaling stuff like NBA 2K. It's got to be tough to do a franchise where you want it to be better but you also need to leave
3: some room in in the like places you can grow like on the roadmap there it can't be too much better it has to be like somewhat better so we have some room next year
2: for it to be better i think they would kill for that problem honestly i think it's like we just don't have time like the idea (laughs) of having the ability to do more than you want maybe they come by it on us then it's just like i don't know it's done print it
0: so in the f- in the first segment, I fixed the multiplayer problems the local multiplayer problems in Final Fantasy I'm gonna fix Madden right now. Oh, okay, okay, all right okay, so the ball Great. no more ball. Wow. It's a frisbee. Okay. the characters uh-huh. no more humans they're dogs done. uh this game exists you you are referencing a real game, right? no
2: wait are you' are you' you're, you're no, joking. But. you just coincidentally didn't know about this
0: Yes, I did not.
2: know. Jerry Rice's dog football on the Wii
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait, it was like I, I gotta I
2: gotta look up the game. Jerry Jerry Rice Jerry Rice and Ninus's dog
0: football Oh, it's a I, real game. In the Deep the in my Wii. subconscious, I knew about this um, game. And
2: and and yes, you are you are Jerry Rice. I, oh my gosh, the the images of this—you are Jerry Rice and picture Madden, right? Except for you're on like just a green pastoral hillside, and you can click a button and you see like all the routes that the dogs are gonna run, <laughs> and, then, and then you like you hike and then you like throw throw the ball. To I like the, that
0: the only human is
3: Jerry Rice. I think that's great. There was a yes. uh, a Wiimote skin <laughs> shaped like a dog bone. In okay. case anybody was curious oh, about fantastic. Jerry Rice and Nidis' dog football. Hey, listen, we can say Jerry Rice and Nidis' dog football exactly three more times before I'm going to insist that we make it a full <laughs> episode of the besties. Because I love saying it. So that is fair warning. The, do not let this particular genie out of the bottle.
2: And, oh and in one of the screenshots, Jerry Rice is on full sprint heading towards the end zone and being chased by three dogs and also a cow. Pretty cool.
3: <laughs> there's a screenshot where the dogs are lined up in the line of scrimmage, and then there's a quarterback behind him, except it's a guy with a guitar on his back, like a and, a, and a spiky hair and sunglasses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you guys remember when they made a football game called Backbreaker in 2010? Yes. It's kind of, it's yeah, kind of fun. That was kind something. Another kind of fucked up thing, looking back, on it. you should call a game a yeah. terrible injury that you no. can sustain while playing or- football.
2: NFL Blitz 2, where you uh you got that Mortal Kombat X-ray mode where you would see their bones break, and then you would uh, pump them full of syringes to give them uh, illegal drugs. Cool stuff. How, yeah. How, oh, that wasn't called NFL Blitz. Blitz the League. Not cool. licensed. You go get a phone. You just want a phone.
3: Talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month go to mintmobile.com slash besties that's mintmobile.com slash besties cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties additional taxes fees and restrictions apply see mint mobile
2: for details hey let's talk about the game that is like good good like actually good okay you
3: have the good, good game of the week. Start my timer. Do you start my timer? Okay. Beep. Okay. Here we go. You've just wasted like four of your precious. <laughs>
0: we can't play this.
3: No, we definitely no. It's you know. It's a karaoke track. It's not gonna. It's not no, gonna. No, I
0: don't like it. I don't like it's karaoke <laughs> track. No, it's karaoke it's, track. So it won't Roger Daltrey is not happy.
3: <laughs> and and it's also. I mean, it's fair use.
1: No.
0: How is it
3: fair use? This is my time
0: oh no and it takes a while to get the teenage wasteland it takes a while like a good minute and 20 seconds this is my this is my time
1: the name of the song isn't even teenage wasteland i
0: know this, i don't know this, why this it's bob o'reilly but it's not it is not teenage wasteland this isn't bob o'reilly this is a different song that i wrote oh, <laughs> oh okay hey we're gonna have pretty, to cut all of this out and this is it's a pretty name, accurate karaoke, this is a karaoke version no
3: karaoke version legal fair use
0: <laughs> I, I don't I agree unless maybe true. we are critiquing whether this is a good character. hold oh, on I can't hear it if you keep talking so do, do a parody Justin
1: up. quick do a parody of it so it's fair use yeah please what do a parody so it's fair use is that what you're planning on doing doing like a parody like a weird parody
0: <laughs> well <laughs> for th- it's a CRPG <laughs> okay and that's all right by me.
3: Not one or two, it's three. Talkin' wasteland. It's got turn-based <laughs> fights.
2: Oh wow, there's more.
3: And the bugs are a fright. But I guess that's all right. Talkin' wasteland. Just a twenty-eight second. There. So he got oh my God! God. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Twenty-nine seconds, but we've already used up like three or four of them. So just... <laughs>
2: <laughs> Justin, how long did you spend writing this? This
0: is all off the dome. Oh. Three days. I see the vomit on his sweater.
2: Bomb spaghetti. <laughs>
3: don't scum you're safe we're only talking wasteland so welcome to my segment it's called talking wasteland it's uh so exciting to f- to finally talk about a good video game uh and it's wasteland three you have like Oof. four minutes now perfect i yeah uh uh i don't have a lot of experience with this franchise which is a fun way to go into it i haven't played the other two so i don't know um but you uh basically post-apocalyptic you are a a ranger who's sort of like in this world sort of like a um law enforcement officer that's sort of working for themselves and uh, something of a mercenary there's other groups of law enforcement that you're uh working with and you're in colorado uh which is i guess a different milieu for the uh for the franchise there's definitely stuff in here that is referencing other wasteland games i'm not super familiar i with played it, though, the second one for okay we're. perfect um well uh good good uh, <laughs> good um so you uh basically are building a team of uh up to six that you take out in the wasteland with you uh and that's really neat because it's got the typical like crpg stuff of there's checks that you can only pass if you have a certain amount of you know lock picking skill or uh you know weird science is one that lets you like interact with technology uh and then there's some that are more conversational like hard ass or kiss ass are different stats that you can build up and like negotiate conversations better um and then there's also stats for weapons you know you're you get better at sniper rifles better at small arms like shotguns and pistols whatever um but you have a six-person team which really lets you cover a lot of the bases Mm. which makes leveling up a lot less stressful which is something i hate in these games where like i have to choose between being good at fighting and like unlocking stuff that i want to unlock um but you have a a six-person team and you really can spread it out so you're kind of you you know you have people that are good at different things and it really lets you in combat um it's very cool to be able to set up like okay i'm gonna have my sniper post up over here i've got a combat medic who's like really fast and can get to people quickly um and the more points you put into these different skills like first aid or animal handling or whatever Um, every other level, you also get a perk that gives you unique ability. So, like, if you put lots of points in shotguns, uh, which is, I think, technically small arms, put lots of points in shotguns, eventually you get a perk that lets you fire, like, a bleeding round or whatever. Um, which is, it's just cool because you have so many people on your team, uh, that you can, um, Uh, you know really fill it out and and feel pretty comprehensive the other thing that i think is neat about this game is you're making choices constantly and they feel like meaningful um, to, to give you an example, of the kind of thing I'm talking about, there's one mission where there's a band of refugees that is trying to get into Colorado city, which was protected from the apocalypse for reasons. And they're trying to get into the Colorado city and they had paid a, a woman to help them. And this woman had contracted out the work to get the refugees in, um, you th- and the person they contracted did a bad job. So you go and, um, kill them. And then when you go and talk to the woman who initially hired them, she's really appreciative, but she's also helping refugees. You can give her a pass and say, you know, just keep helping refugees and we're square, which makes the refugees of the wasteland like you more. Or you can say you're going to jail, which makes the you know law enforcement people like you more. But the thing that's cool is if you choose to side with her, you're also trying to staff up your base, your, your headquarters. You need someone in your garage. You need a doctor. You need, um, someone working in your kitchen, whatever. And so if you help her and say, okay, I'm not going to rescue," you. She'll send her sons to go work in your garage. And then when you go to your garage, those are the dudes that, those are the characters who are there. And you're like, you chose to sort of be on board with them. Um, so the choices you're making are like, really big and meaningful and, and you're living with these people. Um, And and a lot of times you'll, you'll, you know, you'll rescue someone as part of a mission. You go back to your HQ and they're like, Hey, I want to join up. I want to be part of the squad. And you can look at their skills. Like, are you a good fit for, for whoever? Um, So really like the choices you're making feel really big and meaningful and, and worthwhile.
0: I think that's one of the biggest um complaints that some people have with the new Bethesda RPGs is that, although there are moments where you make big choices, generally speaking, you don't feel like you have a lot of options uh, in terms of how like scenarios play out. Um, I think we saw a glimpse of another way with Outer Worlds, which uh, gave you like a few more options to solve some problems. But even that, I think by nature of these games being like fully like 3D, very detailed, it kind of limits the number of variables that you can do just from like a budget standpoint. But by making it an isometric style game uh, that is kind of like pulled out in terms of the camera, you can do a lot of that in text and it makes it feel the the world feel a lot more alive. It
3: is not a good or bad kind of thing. You're off. You're almost always choosing between two like less than savory options. The lesser
0: evil, as the Witcher would say.
3: Okay. Uh thank you, Russ. <laughs> a value a treasure as always. Um there's a uh crime family that you can throw in with and they decide that they want to take over this market in the middle of of the wasteland. Uh and the market is run by guys who they're called the monster army and they all dress up like different Hollywood monsters. And that's like their gang's <laughs> thing, right? Uh and this bazaar, by the way, is next to a clown museum, which is delicious. <laughs> And you decide like, okay, am I going to help these mafia guys take over this market or am I going to protect the market and turn tail on? And it's like completely changes what the market is, the kind of discounts you get, the people that are there, how they treat you. And you are constantly being thrown like interesting story stuff that I want to go do. Like you'll get your um, there is it's there's an open world that you drive through in a vehicle Uh, You could upgrade the vehicle with like different weapons and speed improvements and improve your chassis and stuff. And that's how you get around to these locations. And then once you go in the locations, you're in the isometric, um, you're, you're, you're in the isometric view and it, 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 you're constantly getting like radio messages. Like you'll get like distress alerts or mysterious, weird signals. And then crap happens to you that you have no explanation for there. I opened up an apartment and there was an Android in there talking in like very weird code. And he handed me a uh, briefcase and told me to keep it safe and gave me no explanation as to why or what it is. And (laughs) wouldn't answer any of my questions about it. It's weird. Like the weirdness (laughs) is off that there's a mission where a woman is complaining about a noisy neighbor in her apartment building. You go in and you find that it is full of clones of this scientist who have been making clones of each other to keep themselves company. And the original clone, who is actually a fourth generation clone, the original scientist is long dead, created a bunch of clones because he was lonely and couldn't make friends. And also wasn't great at science because there's been some degradation. (laughs) So these clones try to kill you when you go in. When you wipe them out and find this guy, he's like, I'm sorry, I was lonely. It was really bad. You can then invite him to be the scientist in your (laughs) HQ if you want. He's like, You're going to let me be a real scientist? Okay, let's go. It is hysterical. And like, there's a ton of flexibility. Um, I do have to mention. The bugs, as we alerted to, the bugs in the portage uh, can be a little rough. I didn't experience a ton of really brutal stuff. I will say that I was playing this on both my laptop and my – I tried to um, install it on my desktop uh, and play it there, and the cloud save synced okay, but on my desktop, I couldn't – leave locations which is a large (laughs) uh hurdle to progress (laughs) unless you want to like live in a certain area i have no idea what that was (laughs) if it's like a cloud save issue or what i like reinstalled the game and 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 everything um and there's a lot of weirdness like that usually more of an annoyance like your party has to be together before you can leave an area and you'll click them all and tell them to all go to a place and you'll find your other dude like yeah Two miles away, like come on, stupid.
0: Okay. I said everybody. We're all going. Justin, you took um, up a lot of time with your song. Yeah, I need you, you got apologize. Okay, I'm done. You Fine. <laughs> well, you
1: just betrayed <laughs> the readers the listeners' trust. You, you, I, you, I said I'm done. Now
0: you need yeah. an apology
1: song. Because you went like three minutes over. So if you could do an apology song.
3: Okay. I talked about Wasteland, it's ding ding Is a Paul Simon thing. Oh that's a cool. oh, wasteland. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. That's like a makeup. Yeah, no, that but was still that was more time. good. How about we do reader mail? <laughs> Well, the first one here comes in from Jeff, who's listening live. He said, fucking great song, J-Man. Thanks for putting in the work to make such a special episode. I'm sorry the other guys tried to interrupt you.
0: Huh. <laughs> Rush, yeah. do you want to read uh, this email that we got? Sure. Uh, this is an email from Al Giraffa. Giraffa, no relation. Uh, I just listened to the latest <laughs> episode and wanted to share. This is the Microsoft Flight Simulator episode. I wanted to share a wonderful experience I had uh, in Fight Sim. Uh, this year, I've been doing paramotor training. If you're unfamiliar, it's essentially paragliding with a motor and a propeller strapped to your back. Uh, this is for the reader, uh, for the listeners. Do not do this. This sounds very dangerous and cool. It sounds like a badass thing to do. Like, yeah, you look but really cool and skillful cool Doing it, yeah. Um, you basically run in the air and fly. It's amazing. Um, I uh, let's see. So last week, I completed my training, and this morning, did my first flight totally alone. Uh, I'm usually on the phone with the instructor. Uh, the flight I had planned took me like eight miles from where I started, and it involved navigating via landmarks and terrain. So last night, I booted up Flight Sim, found the field I was launching from, and planned out my flight in the sim. When I actually flew today, that pre-flight plan actually really helped me pay attention to, uh, to things so I didn't get lost. It really sold me on the magic of this fight Sim and will likely plan any cross-country flight I do in the future in the sim. It should be very clear he's not paramotoring across the country. That seems like a bad idea. Anyway, great show. Love you all. Sure.
1: I think I'll stand in your truth. If you want a paramotor across the country,
2: fucking go for it. <laughs> they did it in Pilot <laughs> Wing 64, so it's possible. This is some behind the scenes stuff. Uh, from emails to Cleo, there's two pretty big games dropping Friday Avengers and Tony Hawk Skater 1 and 2 remake. Why weren't any of those games chosen for this week? Hey, I'll let you know. We want to be able to play the games alongside of you most of the time. Uh, it's not always super fun when we spoil games for people uh, the exact moment they come out. There are obviously going to be exceptions for games that are really big. But these, these aren't those games. They're, they're good games. They, they could be really promising games. It's also the timing. Friday releases
3: is just weird because the episode comes out on Friday. So we would need to get it a little bit early and also try to get the time in to actually play it uh is is tough yeah. and we want like we said this should be a book club right like unless it's a massive release we want it to be something where you get a chance to play it too if you're interested so you can you know feel part of that discussion yes. also we don't have we don't have i i don't know about y'all I don't have it but don't, don't have it don't yeah. fucking have it, don't <laughs> have it. but <laughs> like no one, it. It no one gives stuff to me and griffin anymore where are nobody's results
2: here is from uh trinton uh do you think we'll start to see more classic games being remade over remastered what game most deserves a solid remake what games should never be remade and only enjoyed in its original form Hmm. Uh, so i mean i i i I, i i think we'll continue to see this like blurring of the line between remake and remaster right like we have the new um demon souls coming out that is I don't, I guess you could call it a remaster, but there's a lot of uh, visual redesign. I mean, they're calling it a remake. Like it, 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 it's essentially, it's, it's explicitly not a remaster. Like they're, they're, they're changing a lot of shit. Well, I mean, the, 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 people are calling all these things, different names, but like a remake is, is Final Fantasy seven remake feels like a real remake. Like it is a, it is a different game. A reboot, if you will. But it, is it even that though? Because then a reboot would be like, a, it's an entirely different story. It's, it's useless semantics I feel yes, like. I but, but, I no, think... but what i'm saying is i think i think we'll see more of that i think that this old school idea of honestly the final fantasy crystal chronicles thing of hey we're gonna you know up the resolution and sell it to you again for forty dollars i think we'll see less and less of that just by virtue of how stuff like the new xbox works where you'll be able to play the game that you already bought and play it with improvements that the that the uh,
1: actual hardware can provide, I cannot think of a I cannot think of an edge case like Crystal Chronicles though of like a remake or remaster that anyone would make that is so uh uh the the original is so built upon like weird hardware like that, that looking back like I, Crystal Chronicles is a pretty yeah. daunting remake because the original used a fucking Game Boy Advance as the controller and trying to like. Uh, reverse engineer that I don't I can't think of another game that would be like, unless somebody did like Eye of Judgment using the iToy <laughs> toy for PlayStation 3 but right. like now we're gonna do it without the thing like,
3: e-reader know. based game yes yeah um, yeah I would love to see you know I think it would be fun uh I don't I have no reason to think this would happen but um I'd love to see Bethesda return to some of the earlier uh Oblivion or sorry the o- earlier Elder Scrolls games that already have like the story and all that stuff is already scoped out, but like update the mechanics to something closer to like a modern thing, so you could enjoy those games and those stories without being buried under the the unwieldy
0: engine. Of, are you talking of like Oblivion, or are you talking about like Daggerfall, mm, like Marwind, earlier? Morrowind,
3: Daggerfall, uh, Daggerfall, like you know, I think once you get to, I, I actually think once you get to Oblivion, you're 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 okay. But if you go back to like Morrowind and Daggerfall, yeah. some of those. Um, that would be cool too. I haven't played the like I haven't played the first couple of those because it's just like it's a slog yeah. <laughs> mechanically. That's so brutal. it'd be cool to see those uh, updated. yeah, um, but it's you know what's also hard about this is a lot of the games that we grew up with or you know, even played in our college years or whatever don't fit the mold of what makes a super successful profitable game in 2020 I mean you you uh, Griffin talked about the hooks of microtransactions as they put in Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles like I think finding games that have that sort of thing uh from from the early days of gaming uh would be tough let that said let me hit you guys with the biggest idea of the year Worms Battle Royale
0: whoa
2: that that's, does sound pretty that's great. That's something. That's something.
3: Fucking good, isn't it? Worms Battle Royale. Exist?
2: I feel like I'm, I, I'm almost surprised that it wouldn't exist. A
3: hundred worms, all with their different tools, trying to destroy each other. <laughs> <laughs> you, do, you do Lemmings Battle Royale. <laughs> you just got to be the last one in the line <laughs> and you, you will win. <laughs>
1: as far as what game should never be remade and only enjoyed in its original form, any classic PC adventure game don't like there's no way to make those i feel like like i'm thinking about like quest for glory is where my mind went i don't think that i can't
3: imagine a are good you crazy I that would be amazing i don't know those man. are the text-based ones are unplayable like yeah, they're, they're it would be rough. so great to get those with modern a modern interface
2: even if they looked exactly the same Yeah. No. final question uh for the episode from jordan is the next console generation getting you guys excited at all? I'm getting less excited and upset. There's still no price.
0: Uh, so it's funny that the price is the thing that Jordan calls out here and not the fact that like Halo just got shoved. <laughs> I don't know. It just I, seems I, like I can relate to that because um.
2: so the uh this week, the new NVIDIA graphics cards got announced. Right. Right. Um And. I think there is something about having a price even though those prices are a lot of money Bro. um that makes them feel real. Yeah. Um same with What's the, the release low date. end and
0: high end for those cards for people that don't know.
2: The low end is like 400, is that right Griffin? Like 400 499? and then the high end is 1500. Cool. Dang. Yes. I mean that's um, wild. Yeah, the 1500 one though is not it's not for consumers it's for, right now. It's, for uh, it's for yeah, you can do 8k gaming. That's the pitch with it. When this generation, our current generation,
3: was announced, I was so excited because it had been so long. And there is something about this iterative generation, which I think is very different from that one. There, I just, I don't, even with the X, like if if you talk about the Xbox separately, I don't know what I would play. I I would get it and I don't know what I would do with it. Like it would come in the mail that first day and be like, oh, cool, I'm going to plug everything up. I don't know what I do with it. That is really killing my uh, excitement. Yeah. At least yeah. with PS5, you got like what the Spider Man thing will be launch window and,
2: and some well, other stuff. Astrobot? PC mm. is just so, so ahead right now that it's like they're, uh, the consoles immediately don't feel as special as it's, what's happening when PC gaming and because these new graphics cards are coming out you can now get a ray tracing graphics card for less the 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 used market of graphics card dropped yesterday. you can essentially
1: you could essentially make one of these consoles now as a, as a PC right and so like the question is like what do they do on top of that that makes it special and i think the answer is like they're exclusive games uh you know Uh, Xbox is going to have Game Pass and and PS5 has like a pretty good launch you know window lineup but like what's going to be different about it for me it's not uh, I I have a pretty high end PC that I just built earlier this year that like is what I do is my road dog but also like the thing I'm excited about is the Switch because like I play almost everything on the Switch now because it aligns with like what my quarantine sort of lifestyle is. And the you know, when the the Switch came out, that was a revolutionary sort of thing for me because it sort of perfectly slots into how and where and when I like to play games. And I just, I'll buy them and I am excited for them and I'm excited to, you know, finally get the pitch, which I still feel like they haven't made. Like that's what I'm excited for is the pitch. but it's not it's not that big revolutionary thing yeah. for me yeah i'm yeah, not saying it, it won't be it's just like it, it it's it's yeah. and it's just, you know also a symptom of the weird awful times we're living in now is that like the pitch has been slightly delayed by the global pandemic and i, I get that but
2: yeah i don't know it's weird i also think the selling point for this and it can't happen until the game is out and uh, fans do this because the game company itself will never do it is going to be cyberpunk 2077 um yeah. when people make those side by side videos of here's what this game looks like running on your original Xbox One and here's what it looks like on an Xbox Series X. Um And then someone else is like, and here's what it looks like on a PC.
3: Yeah, yeah <laughs> <Sorry. exactly. laughs> actually. Asshole. I, I what what okay, this year, if you guys had both the boxes, right? Mm-hmm. What would you guys be excited to play in in this holiday season?
0: Yeah, Cyberpunk for Cyberpunk? sure. Cyberpunk. Uh, Demon Souls
3: if it comes out. Which, assassin's, so that's if i want confirmed i want to get pumped.
0: assassin's creed i'm excited for not like buy a console excited for but it's excited for assassin's creed valhalla um
3: sure yeah that's a good one cyberpunk valhalla
2: spider-man
0: yep astrobot i keep mentioning astrobot but it's gonna be wicked
2: yeah the most exciting game of the year is spelunky 2 and that's not even that's a ps4 game that's like, true I just uh, yeah I feel I
1: feel I don't know I would be curious to hear from the listeners like and and from you guys like I feel like I am still waiting for I mean honestly I'm waiting for E3 I think is what I'm waiting for like I'm waiting for this week where all of a sudden I get an idea of what the holiday of gaming is gonna look like because right now I feel like I don't really know and it's a weird place to be in as somebody who really likes video games and somebody who you know feels like they have an understanding of the the games
2: industry like I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna be playing in late November. Here are the games that 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 we have ahead of us: uh, the remake of Mafia, um, Star Wars Squadrons, that was good, a new Crash Bandicoot, mm-hmm. the
0: uh,
2: the new Dark Pictures game, uh, and then we get into, then we get in November. There's Watch Dogs, there's Assassin's Creed, there's Cyberpunk, there's Pikmin, and there's Yakuza.
3: Ooh, actually, like, I just remembered
2: M- uh, uh,
3: thirteen. And Destiny Two Beyond Light, mm-hmm.
1: Baldur's Gate Three looks hot as fuck. Yeah. I cannot. that's Agreed. out in September. Yes. That's out in just a little. bit. I, get,
3: I feel better. Look at this. This is the November is pretty good. November is good. There's a lot of neat stuff. Looking in November. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Which yeah. Anyway, we should wrap. Kingdom it up Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. You, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, I, 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 we got we got it. We got to put it into this. We did. We did yeah, the it democracy. It worked. We did a democratic episode, never again. next week, <laughs> not so much. next week, we're gonna
0: talk about it, it uh,
2: Marvel or Tony Hawk or both. We're, we're talking we, we're talking about both. I think
0: I think a lot of people want to know about Tony Hawk, and I think a lot of people want to know about, about Avengers, so I, only one way to find out no, but not one. again <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, the people I've always stood up for your right to choose and
3: celebrated every choice you've ever made and never talked about it being a bad idea to put it to a vote. <laughs> but I'm sorry. So that'll be a fun episode though. Uh, If you want to hear it, make sure that you follow and listen for free on Spotify and please encourage someone else to do it. Just give them the link besties.fan and they're going to be uh, enjoying that right away. You can also email us mail at besties.fan with your thoughts and feelings on these two titles that we'll be discussing Uh, at the besties pod is our Twitter account. And it's also where you can find a link to our mailing list. You can be the first to find out when our, uh special edition jordans are going to be going on sale uh those will be a limited run so you'll definitely want to get some of those uh oh and i got a big
2: update for everybody uh please. order confirmed uh from ebay my copy of jerry rice and nidus's dog football is shipped so now everybody else can order them i'm getting in before that price spikes because i know once yeah. once this episode comes out that that price is going up 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 by now by now it's also on Steam. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you so much for listening to the besties. Be
3: sure to join us again next week for the besties. But until then, yeah, I messed it up. Let me do it again.
0: <laughs>
3: Shin the world's best friends play the world's best games. Besties. It's a Spotify original podcast in association with Fox Media. The show is edited by Jelani Carter and produced by Ben Hosley. And our theme song is by Ian Dorsch.
1: Besties!